Welcome to the Banega Swasth India podcast. Our focus this season is One Health, One Planet, One Future. Our aim is health for all and leaving no one behind because only a swasth Bharat can be sampann Bharat. Today we have with us Dr. Romel Tiklu. He's director internal medicine Max Super Speciality Hospital. Thank you so much Dr. Tiklu for joining us today and today what we're going to be discussing is something very important I think which each of us want to know about the new uh, covid uh, variant. Globally there has been a spike in covid-19 cases and there are concerns about more that this is a more transmissible subvariant of omicron causing the next wave. How dangerous are these variants? Well, it's a recombinant strain, which is basically a combination of subvariants of Omicron, BA one, BA two. Now, it's similar to Omicron. It's not very; it doesn't cause severe disease. The symptoms are same: scratchy throat, fatigue, fever, sore throat, cough, and people recover fast. It's it's not leading to progression complications like pneumonia. People don't need hospitalization. You don't need to monitor your oxygen levels. in that sense it's more like it's it's a subvariant of uh, omicron so nothing to worry we'll only be worried if there's a new variant of concern which is more transmissible which is more virulent though this xe variant seems to be 10% more transmissible than the ba2 variant but uh, all said and done doesn't seem to be causing severe disease hospitalization or death so we shouldn't panic about it yeah I mean, yeah, the hospitalization. I think is what I think would be the first mm. signal, which means that you know there is to panic. How are we tracking the emergence of new variants in India? Has there been an increase in the rate of samples that are being sent for genome sequencing? Well, India is ge- doing genome sequencing in a big way now. Earlier, we were not doing it that much, okay. but see, the number of cases are much lesser now. We have what thousand odd cases in a day. Active cases are around eleven thousand today as of now in India. Yeah. So even with this XE variant, see, this is not going to create too many issues. It's been there for about three months now. The first case was found in January in UK, yeah. and it's been three months, so it hasn't created any ruckus now till now, and unlikely to create a big wave or something. But having said that, we should do genomic sequencing. We should keep a track the, of the virus. It keeps evolving, so we have to be ahead of it, and we have to be vigilant so that there's no further spike in the number of cases. absolutely i think not letting our guard down and still practicing you know the the protocol the covid norms tell us what are some of the new or emerging symptoms of uh, covid uh, with the emergence of these new variants what are some of the worrying symptoms of xe well there are no uh, major worrying symptoms as such the symptoms are more or less the same whether it's fever scratchy throat any nose fatigue and A lot of people are complaining of actually uh, uh, GI symptoms, which is gastrointestinal mm-hmm. symptoms, diarrhea, bloating, nausea, and that that's what we've seen with Omicron variant, and even earlier with the other variants as well. As far as the XE variant goes, we haven't seen too many of those. We don't know which one has which variant because you only get to know about it after the genome sequencing. But the new variants are not causing any severe disease. Yes, the atypical symptoms are there, GI symptoms are there, but otherwise it's like flu. Mm-hmm. So I mean, nothing to worry. Like you rightly said, I mean they're yeah, very like yeah. a seasonal flu, and I think I mean that's what I mean. People are hoping that it doesn't get severe like what happened yeah. to Delhi. Doctor Tiku, countries like the US and U- UK have seen a surge after relaxing the COVID curbs, and now in India too that we we're seeing that with the easing of restrictions, especially masks, for example, what impact will such relaxation have on the spread of the virus? What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, I think it's too early to uh, stop uh, wearing the masks. We should wear the masks because, see, other than that, the social distancing, washing of hands is not practical most of the time. The least we can do is wear a mask, which is doable, easily doable. And vaccination, these are our two main weapons against the virus. So I think whenever you're out of your house, whenever you're in crowded places, the least you can do is to wear a mask. It's very, very important. There's a lot of data, evidence, which says that the masks do prevent us from getting infected. See, uh, even if we get infected, we might have a mild disease. And when we take it back home, we might give it to somebody who's vulnerable, elderly at home. So in that sense, we should be careful. Yeah, so masks is critical. I think that's a very important message that should be going out to our viewers. Okay, now just coming on to the boosters. um, From April 10th, India has started giving the booster shot to every adult between the age of 18 to 60. How important are booster doses at this stage of the pandemic? I think it's very important because there's a lot of data, scientific evidence, which tells us that they boost your immunity uh, because the antibodies and immunity wane over a period of time, especially Mm -hmm. three, four months post the the shot. Second shot, especially. So booster, just boost your immunity, gives you more antibodies and sort of prevents severe disease and death. And that's what the vaccination is meant for. You might still get infected, but you won't land up in the hospital. So whoever is eligible should take the booster shots. In fact, in some countries, they've started the fourth shot, also the second booster, especially in immunocompromised. So immunocompromised and elderly, very, very important. Very important. But again, the gap, uh, Dr. Tiku, between the second dose of the COVID and the boosters, do you see that being reduced uh, anytime soon? Well, I think as of now, it's nine months. So uh, maybe in future, see, right now, we don't have a surge in the number of cases and we are in a good space as of now. So nine months seems to be fine. But at some point, see, the situation keeps on evolving. So we might have to change the decision. We might have to make it six months. But as of now, it's nine months. But in future, probably, yes, we might have to reduce the Okay, yeah. so depending on what the situation yeah. is, number yeah. numbers, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, another question I think which a lot, of, a lot of people would want to know is that if a person gets COVID, even after getting the two uh, jabs of the COVID-19 vaccine, then how long should he or she wait to get the booster shot? Like even with summers coming, if people want to travel, certain countries are asking that the booster shot must be there. So what do you recommend uh, for people like that who have had COVID? See, Ideally, I would say three months later, if you had COVID, because the natural infection itself gives you Mm -hmm. enough protection immunity. But if you're immunocompromised or if you have to take it for travel purpose or some other reason, then at least one month post you have been infected. Okay. Uh, Just another question again on vaccines. There's been a case made for mixing and matching different vaccines, especially in case of the booster. Hmm. But so far, why has India steered clear of allowing the mixing and matching of uh, different vaccines because a lot of countries said it works better if you take the different dose for the booster. Yeah, there is evidence that mixing and matching does lead to increased levels of antibodies. But see, in India, we've been mostly using Covishield and Covaxin. And there's one study which was done in Velour where they they did find that there was an increased boost in the immunity with uh, mixing and matching. But that was more when Covaxin was uh, followed by Covishield rather than COVID shield followed by co-vaccine. Okay. So we do have some evidence, but then even otherwise, if you take the same uh, vaccine which you've taken earlier, the two shots off, you still have a boost in the immunity. And there's data about COVID shield. Maximum shots that India uh, in India people have had of is COVID shield. So there is data that the third shot of COVID shield also gives you sufficient protection. Okay. Okay, so we've uh, really understood that masks are important. Uh, again, maintaining COVID protocols, booster dose is important. 
And you, it's really good because you're not looking at it optimistically. But Dr. Tikku, tell us how should India prepare itself for dealing with the fourth wave? What are the precautions you will recommend uh, for the people to really follow so that we can overcome this together? See, as of now, nobody can predict when the fourth wave will hit us, mm-hmm. even if, it, if even if at all it does actually, because there have been some mathematical calculations that in June we might face the fourth wave, but I really don't believe in all this because nobody can predict uh, when a wave hits us. And it's only if there's a new variant of concern that the numbers will spike to create a wave. Omicron itself might not. But having said that, we have to be vigilant. We have to be proactive. And I think wearing the mask is the most important thing. And apart from that is the vaccination. Whoever is eligible for vaccination should go for it. The two shots followed by a booster, the recommendations. And whenever you're in crowded places, uh, just follow the COVID protocols. Whatever the government has told you, just do that religiously and do wear a mask. So I think, again, the same thing which you're trying to say, please wear masks mm. and get yourselves uh, vaccinated. I think that is really, really critical. So WHO had suspended the supply of Covaxin and the suspension was in response to the outcome of the WHO inspection on uh, 20, 14 to 22nd March 2022. Tell us what will it mean for people who have taken uh, the, that vaccine earlier? Well, uh, I think there is sufficient data uh, which says that Covaxin is a very, very good vaccine and it does, there are no major side effects. It's very efficacious. So on par with the rest of the vaccine, that's why it was given a nod in the first place. Okay. And uh, maybe they need some more data to validate whatever. But all said and done, I'm pretty sure that enough data will be provided to them and uh, it will be accepted all over the world because this is a vaccine which has been used and a lot of people, crores of people in India have been given the vaccines and there are no major safety issues or even otherwise. It seems to be quite efficacious. I'm pretty sure about that. Thank you so much for joining us. It's always to have a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's it on the Banega Swast India podcast this week. If you have comments, queries or suggestions, on the topic we discussed today or issues you would like us to cover in future, write to us on BSI podcast at the rate ndtv.com. Remember, BSI stands for Banega Swast India. You can also connect with us on the Banega Swast India handles on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and continue with the conversations through the week. Till next week, this is Ambika Singh Kama signing off. Stay healthy and stay safe.